So I was at a concert the other day, and my buddy asked my other buddy, bro, what is mastering? And before I could jump in and be annoying, my buddy said, oh, I know what mastering is. Mastering is like a bunch of gatekeepers in the music industry who decide if your song is good or not. And he wasn't right. <laughs> so today, we're going to talk mastering, and we're going we're gonna to sort of cast a, uh, a nice disillusionment spell over what it is and how you can use it to make your songs better. So we'll talk shop and hopefully help you make use of yet another tool in the Tune Shed. It's the Tune Shed. Welcome to the Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music from theory, history, creative process, production, you name it. We're here to become better music listeners, better creators, and better music lovers. I'm your host, Mike Blurry, and I'm here with my dear childhood friend and professional musician, Marty Gray. What's up, Marty? Man, we were at an FKJ concert when that happened. Ooh. Can you believe it? I love FKJ. Wow. It was great. It was fantastic. What a musician. And so we have... We have some things to, to master debate today. There, I did it. We're done with that joke. We can move on. <laughs> Mastered? <laughs> oh, it's been a while. Low-hanging it's, fruit. It's, it's, it's so, well, you know, it's got to be picked. Who, who else is going to pick it? Yeah. But for real, Marty, what's funny about mastering to me, and I'm probably the friend that has it wrong, because I usually say, oh, yeah, I got to mix and master it later. And I just kind of mash those two things together. Mm-hmm. And I I don't actually know the delineation between the two, I'll be honest. Well, it's, so. it's annoying because nobody teaches you what it is, especially in music school. <laughs> no one ever just sits you down. It's like taxes. No one ever sits you down and is like, so when you're an adult, you're going to have to pay a lot of your money to the government. <laughs> like it sucks and like when you're a musician nobody sits you down and they're like hey you got to get this mastered you know that's true like, yeah and it is, is it? like taxes because it is like an extra cost that you just have to know about somehow <laughs> right right and a lot of people like don't really know where to start and don't even really know what it is so i thought we just have a short talk today you and me man to man about <laughs> what master well first of all what like what is mastering like what is it you know mm-hmm. so i mean we all kind of understand what mixing is right like mixing is when you get all your tracks together and you either mix it yourself or you can send it off to someone like a mix engineer to do your mix for you and mm-hmm. you get all the levels right you make sure the instruments aren't like drowning each other out um you make sure instruments aren't randomly really loud really soft you make sure like certain frequencies aren't stacking up you know you you clean up the song and you make it sound really nice and a lot of the times there's like genre specific um mixing stuff you can do so like you know for indie rock you oftentimes want the drums to be like a little tape saturated and messy sounding you know Mm. so there's there's that kind of thing just kind of making it all live in harmony yeah that's right sounds yeah it's just like organizing everything and making it nice and listenable right okay yeah so what mastering is is you either have your two track which is your whole song just rendered out into one audio file that's that's a two track um it can also mm. be called just you know a wave file you get your wave file mm-hmm. um you know your stereo audio file usually 
and you send it off to someone to put the finishing touches on it and to get it industry standardized in loudness. Hmm. You know, sounds so, like a secret s- 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 sauce. Yeah, it it's um there's a lot of like I don't I'm not sure how how specific to get with all of the um with all the math because mm. there are basically there are different ways of measuring how loud a song is. And hmm. a lot of those measurements have to do with like how loud certain parts peak over time. Okay. And there are a couple systems for measuring that. One is called RMS and one is called LUFS. And all of the streaming platforms use LUFS, right? And so when you master for a streaming service, uh, your mastering engineer will make sure your song is hitting a certain LUFS reading. Mm-hmm. You know, like with, you know, the threshold is like within a certain loudness over time. And then your streaming service will sort of like adjust the overall level of the track to fit their requirements for loudness. And each streaming service Whoa. is different. Whoa. So this is why, like, I think this kind of came up before a little bit where like old timey classical music, sometimes it's really quiet, really loud. And then like modern pop is like kind of always loud, even if it's the quote unquote quiet part of the song, like out of your speaker, the volume is similar is that kind of what we're getting at here or is this that's a different... exactly it yeah yeah you got it mm. yeah and like before uh before mastering a pop song the mix engineer will probably leave a lot of the dynamic variable in there a lot of the dynamic the dynamic variance maybe that's what i meant they'll leave ah. a, they'll leave a lot of the really quiet parts like pretty quiet comparatively and the huh. mastering guy his job is to say or her job is to say you know, this genre, this pop genre, it's a very like loud genre. Um, the industry standard is to sort of like hyper limit everything and make even the quiet parts, even though they still play quiet, we got to bring those up to sort of like match the industry standard. So right, okay. there's a lot of math. There's a lot of like genre specific stuff going on. There's also a lot of medium specific stuff. So if you are a big deal artist, your mastering engineer is gonna master something for a CD. He's gonna have a separate master for streaming. Lots of times he'll have a separate master for Apple Music because yeah, their Luft's reading and their like fidelity requirements are different. And yet even further, they'll oftentimes master stuff for YouTube and vinyl separate. Oh my gosh, so this could be a key reason that you know, vinyl sounds different than Spotify besides, you know, all the other things that could be different as well. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about like vinyl mastering, but a lot of it is a little gimmicky nowadays because I mean, all music is rendered digitally anyway. And so you'd really don't have that, like the same exact kind of analog warmth that you used to have. In fact, a lot of the old stuff that was recorded on tape is now reproduced digitally, which is really funny. <laughs> like yeah. some of the reprints of like Dark Side of the Moon are like digital reprints. And so they're not even like clones of the old tape recording, <laughs> which is like, you know, a lot of audio files will have a conniption with that, but that's Wait, a whole that's a are whole you saying that's like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> that's like a <laughs> yeah we're, I mean, fa- we're re-falling in love with that sound is pretty much the the story right we really are yeah i was so excited to hear that like brian funk 
was waiting for vinyls. Like that was so fun. That was so fun to hear. Yeah, that's so cool. And by the way, just a crazy shout out to Brian Funk. We had so much fun with him uh, when he came on our podcast and we went on his as well. And yeah, there's so much to learn over there. So definitely check out his podcast and check out that episode. That guy's a lot of fun. Yes, please do. He's got so much content. He just got so much going on. He's got so much going on. It's it's really it's really admirable. True. Yeah, so that's kind of in a nutshell what mastering is. It's a dude, I always think of it as a dude with a really, really good room who's going to hear any potential problem that your mix might have and tweak it, right? So if, hmm. you know, if for some reason your mixing guy is mixing in a room and there's just a weird, like, 250 hertz node, and for some reason that mixing engineer just isn't hearing through it, the mastering guy is the last chance to sort of, like, tweak that and fix it. The mastering guy can also say, oh, you know, like this guy is making samba music and samba music, you know, is sort of like a little more dynamic. So I'm not going to limit it as much. I'm going to let it breathe a bit. You know, he mm. that the mastering, you know, the mastering person, whoever you're working with, um, a lot of them are sort of genre specialized, but yet a lot of oh. them do all genres. So the, there's all kinds of people out there. So that's interesting. So it's it's kind of both the technical thing, like, you know, in no in no song should there be a weird, you know, note at two hundred hertz. Like I need to fix these things. But also mm -hmm. it's stylistic in, in that different genres might be different ways or, you know, just the preference of the artist. Like you could probably put in a request, Hey, I want this to have a lot of dynamic range because the song needs it. That's right. Yeah, and huh. you can sort of work with mastering people who have different sounds like i have a mastering person that i send a lot of my pop and rap music to because this mastering guy is really famous for like huge low end and huge high end he just like makes the song so big and so powerful and punchy that's what he's really mm. good at um but i send a lot of like my folk clients to someone else okay you know so a lot of them i mean he can you know any mastering guy should be able to do any genre that you want, but a lot of them are sort of more known for certain genres and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like that episode we had on hiring, hiring musicians. It's sort of like you can hire a folk musician uh, and, you know, they can probably, you know, if they're a studio musician, they can probably play rock and roll too, but they're going to be better at folk <laughs> and they'll probably do rock and roll in a slightly folky style. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot like mastering guys. And I guess this, this uh, sort of episode should be a little bit of practical advice on like, okay, I need to get my song mastered, like, what do I do? Because there's a lot of options, right? Yeah. There's definitely a lot Wait, of so different roads to go down. I guess one question before we go down these roads, burning question, actually there's two parts to it. One is, like, how big of a difference does this make? I don't think I've actually heard an unmastered versus mastered song before. Sure. Like, is this something that's like, oh my God, you need to do this if you're going to stick your song on streaming, like a streaming service? Um, and then my other question is, is there like a, <laughs> is there like the poor man's way to do this? Is there a way I can just like, is it how, like putting a limiter on my master track? Like, is that good enough? Can I slide by somehow? Or are there any hacks or anything? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I've, I've done it before for sure. I've definitely like attempted to master quote unquote my own song. Um, mm -hmm. and it, it's fine. If you are just trying to get your stuff up to a listenable level, um, do just do a little bit of research on the luffs reading you need. Get a luffs meter, 
just like a you know a free plugin to put on your master channel to just tell you what the luffs is gonna be, and then mm-hmm. limit the song until you get that luffs reading, and you're good to go. You know, hmm. um, okay. that's that's fine for a lot of people. If you're not worried about, you know, can my song be the absolute best that it could possibly be, and is it, you know, super super like, you know, um, genre tailored and all that stuff. If you're just trying to get it out there, if you're not really worried about that, yeah, absolutely, go for it. Um, to that question on, you know, what kind of difference does this make? I challenge all of you to go and sort of explore that yourselves. There's a really cool uh, service called Lander. It's spelled L-A-N-D-R. And they have since expanded their services, but they started off as a sort of AI-based mastering service. Um, And the idea was that you put in your two-track and you sort of tell Lander a few specifics about how you want the track to sound, you know, including like, do you want this like really compressed and big? Do you want it really loud or do you want it to breathe more? Do you want more dynamic variance in here? So you would, mm-hmm. you would, you know, there are a couple scales that you would slide around and you would click master and Lander would, you know, spit out a, a master for you. Um, and it's obviously AI based and there's no human doing it. And so if you're fine with whatever the program spits out at you, it can be a really fun way to sort of explore like what mastering can do to your track. It is also obviously not a human. And so at the moment, in my opinion, Lander's you know, uh, specialized quality isn't quite as good as if you were gonna hire like a good mastering guy, but it's cool that it exists out there and it's really quick and they will actually give you a few masters for free um, just hmm. to sort of see what their service is about. So go check out Lander if you're curious on like, idea. You know, what a quick, you know, just easy, put in your song, spit it out, see how it sounds. Because it will sound louder, but you'll notice that I think you, the the stuff in the, in the sort of buried in the mix, like some of the quieter things, will start to come up a lot more than the loud elements of your song. That's sort of like what the, the whole idea behind limiting and kind of why you want to get your song mastered in the first place. Oh, wait, so... <clears throat> essentially what can happen is if so if you're not careful and you just li- limit everything what's going to happen is all your quiet like the balance between your quiet parts and your loud parts of the song will not be maintained but your overall loudness of the song will go up but the, that's that right. the ratios between get all messed up so then you're like oh no i need that part to be a little bit farther back a little bit quieter now it's too loud everything's messed up yeah that's right and that can be a real problem with like anything really flowy and delicate like a lot of the you know like i don't know if anyone listens to moses sumney or oh yeah (laughs) yeah like i feel like moses sumney's music is mastered beautifully it's very um it's like a delicate master with a lot of warmth but yeah i think one of the most impressive things about some of his records are that the the better you um pay attention the more depth there are the more depth there are, the more depth there is in some of his stuff. Like you really do have to crane your ears um, to hear some of those layers away in the back. And I think that, yeah. And I think it really speaks to like how awesome the limiting work is in that if it, if, if a song like that were over limited or like mastered like a pop song, 
then you would lose a lot of that beauty and you would uh, you would lose like the depth and the um I guess like yeah the deepness <laughs> of how that song sounds okay yeah you know I'm starting to understand why two things one why you said I don't really want to get into the math because I'm just thinking about like the ratio of loudness between all the parts and the overall loudness of the track and then all the other things uh and then also that like the reason why you might want to hire someone to master or why that's like a job and it's its own right is because it's probably a crazy art to master because there's stylistic things there's different parts of the song there's genre influences and then there's the math of it and you just have to know all those things to really make it all come out as a balanced track that's true and i think the mastering people that i've trusted the most throughout my pretty short career so far are people who are one pretty on the older side and have been around this industry for a long time Hmm. They tend to sort of, one, have the ear to really make sure that your song is going to be right, but two, mm-hmm. also have the resources to invest in a really, really good room because that's really important if you're a mastering person. Oh, right, because they're probably, they probably have some nice speakers too, so they're playing those speakers out in the room and that room has to be really nice, otherwise they're he- they'll be hearing things wrong and that's mastering right. things wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but multiple different kinds of speakers. That's true, because they always say, that's true with mixing too, right? Like you should try, you know, listening back at the end on your AirPods and on your car speakers and out of your house speakers and different headphones and whatever. Yeah, that's definitely like a through line with mixing for sure. But with mastering, it's like, it's essential. Yeah, they'll have a ton of different kinds of speakers in a lot of mastering studios that sort of run the gamut of quality, you know? Huh. But That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And I think it's not necessary that someone be old and wealthy in order to like <laughs> master your stuff really well. Um, there are a ton of really successful young mastering guys um, that do a lot of pop and rap music that are extremely talented and very, you know, mm-hmm. they have lots of accolades and stuff. Um, but they, you know, really good mastering people tend to be on the older side for sure. Huh, fair enough. And then I guess one other question, how much does it cost to master a song? Like what's the range? Well, luckily it's, it can range pretty widely. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for. And if you're willing to sort of like maybe try out a few options. Um, The good news is that a ton of mastering guys will do a couple tracks for free. And the reason is so you can sort of get an idea of what your stuff is going to sound like with their personal flair. You know, oh, wow. um, yeah. a lot of guys are, are pretty good about that. Is you it know, pretty typical that you like get a whole album mastered? Is that why it's like, okay, we'll do a couple for free. And then if you like what you're hearing, then you'll kind of buy exactly the whole it. album worth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want the same person to, to master your whole project. And hmm. the reason for that is because there is another thing about mastering and it's called encoding. And, um, I think a part of encoding is making sure all of the songs transitions are right. So, you know, you wouldn't want, you know, um, you wouldn't want a slow song to end and then for a fast sort of high energy song to just happen really quickly. Like it, it makes the oh, album right. pacing seem really awkward. And so what mastering guys also do is make sure that your transitions seem very natural. Additionally, they also make sure that all of your features and all of your stuff is like encoded into the file that you burn onto your CD. 
and all of the metadata is correct as far as like you know features and artist and copyright and all that stuff so they really are the finishing touch Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool okay yeah yeah it's cool so yeah, your your mastering person should be responsible for your project, and you don't have to stick with the same mastering guy through multiple projects. Like you can sort of bounce around based on how you'd want the project to sound, for sure. Totally. But to answer your first question about price, um, I have seen mastering people do anything from like fifteen bucks a song flat, which is pretty cheap. That's like on the cheap side. Mm-hmm. Um, the mastering guy that I send. A lot of my stuff too. He's really famous in like the tech or not the tech, the techno world. Um, oh, nice. He's, you know, I think he's mastered like Grammy winning techno people from like the early 2000s. Like he's, he's pretty Whoa. accomplished. And That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And his sound is pretty, it's just like a big sound, a very specific big sound. He charges 50 bucks a track, you know, and okay. he, um, I think he'll do a discount if you give him a full project. You know, it'll be like, nice. well, up to 10 songs, you know, we'll stop at like 350 or 400 and, you know, stuff like that. Hmm. I've seen people charge 250 bucks a track um, wow. for, <laughs> you know, like Joe Laporta or some famous mastering guy that you can look him up and he's mastered like Dua Lipa and stuff. What's pretty fun about these guys is that yeah they have a pretty big price barrier but if you're the kind of person who is willing to invest that kind of money or you have a record deal who's backing you with an advance then you can you have access to these people no matter how famous you are so like that's kind of cool yeah it's great like um yeah you can just hit these guys up people who have mastered you know like Kendrick and they what? all have websites they yeah, you can just hit them up and say like, "Hey, I have this project. Like, what do you charge?" You wow, know? that's kind of crazy how accessible that is. I mean, that is. I mean, that's a lot of money. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's still a lot of money, but it's still like you can use the same person that Kendrick did to master music. That's for sure, kind of insane. Yeah, if that's important to you, like if you want that sound and you're willing to pay for it, like it's there for you. Um, hmm. You might have to email a few times, you know. I've never personally tried to get Kendrick's mastering engineer, but <laughs> but that's the landscape that we're in right now is people people who have awesome legit credits are there for you. Like if you want really cool. if you want to pay. Yeah, and it's not crazy. It's you know, it's expensive, but it's not like bank breaking by any means. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then I think the question that we're all asking is okay, so the the kid that just got out of college who's charging me like 20 bucks a song versus Kendrick's mastering engineer whoever that may be like mm-hmm. what's the difference is there a big is there a big difference yeah and ov- it like of course very frustrating it, it's it, the the answer is well it depends you know <laughs> it's like it <laughs> always depends and i think here's what i mean so a lot of mastering depends heavily upon the mix and sort of heavily upon the genre and the person you select. So like okay. if let's say in a hypothetical scenario, you are like a trash rocker and you record your entire trash rock album with a couple of mics through some really garbagey amps in your garage and you have this, you know, 
and you and you mix it yourself and you you have this great like thrashy dirty sound you know mm-hmm. there isn't a ton to sort of like inform that kind of master and your buddy who just got out of college might treat it the same way as a famous mastering engineer would and there might not be ah, very right. much difference you know what i mean like yeah it's not a very genre specific thing it might be more niche like the mastering guy that you hired might be a pop specialist and not have any idea what to do with your weird trash music you know yeah uh-huh. um so there might not be very much of a difference and both of the options that you get back from both of those people might sound pretty similar however if you were to give that kid your pop mix um you know uh you know, a pop mix that was like mixed by a pop mixing engineer, um, a really good one. And you were to give that same mix to like someone who mixed and mastered Dua Lipa, I think you would find a pretty big difference. And you might find that that difference would cause you to see, to be like, well, I, I want to release this version, <laughs> you know, the, the expensive <laughs> right. version, because I think that the other version would prevent me from like getting on the radio like that might be important to you so it really is like assess your needs assess your budget and go on the internet and do some research about what these people have done before what their pricing is and like you know what you might be looking for with your record yeah yeah that's super interesting i I really want to go just like try out that uh you know the ai that you mentioned just to see how how it works and what it sounds like and of course it's going to be different than a human doing it but uh just to know like what is the difference between a mastered song and not mastered song and then i can sort of you know imagine how a stylistic take from a professional or from somebody who's just starting out as a professional might differ across the different styles of music that you might give them Mm -hmm. yeah interesting it might be interesting to do to do a quick comparison like yeah, it might be interesting to do to like get one of my songs mastered. We actually it'd be fun to do like stuck to you. Maybe we can like oh. master stuck to you in three different ways. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an interesting little tag. We'll have to do that. Yeah. Did we master stuck to you? Not yet. Oh. We haven't By even, the way, people don't we know what we're talking haven't about. Mixed it yet. Really? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's sounding so good already. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Um, this is a song we made that kind of birthed this podcast in a weird way. So go check out our Stuck to You song breakdown. It's like episode five or something um, back in the day. That was, that was a fun song. We, we made that over the pandemic pretty much. Oh, I think I, I didn't even mean Stuck to You. Oh, you meant instant cringes. Yeah, man, instant cringes. Duck Two is released. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's, it's on Spotify. I was like, we didn't mix it or master. It. I was like, that's crazy. Oh my god, that's like, so Marty, lame I thought that you I did said that. that. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, instant cringes. That's so. That's a song that we're workshopping. We have like a number of parts of the workshop out, and we're really breaking down every part of the. Uh, song making process so i think the latest one we did all your vocals and so you can see the whole vocal recording process how we're deciding which takes to keep etc etc um but yeah we're not quite done with that song yet but yeah maybe we should master it a couple ways and uh you know give some listens on the podcast we could even do a poll and get people to vote for which one sounds the best oh that might be really fun i would love that yeah 
Yeah, that could be like our part, whatever it is, six. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, we're really cruising on that one. There's a lot of steps to making a song, and things change along the way. So yeah, yeah, we'll just we'll keep putting that out here and there, and yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know what I mean. What else would you be thinking about if you were to get your song mastered? Hmm. Well, I'm kind of a. I'd probably go for something cheap, just because you know I don't really want to spend that much and. It's, songs tend to give like I'm not trying to get on the radio you know songs tend to give me joy you know before they're even mixed sometimes so yeah. I'd probably just like go for something cheap and just listen back to the differences and maybe run it through a few AIs and try those out and just kind of try to tune my ear because I feel like really good mastering people have a really amazing ear and there's a whole art there that I haven't even tried to explore I, I might even just google the process and watch someone do it on YouTube and sort of see all the steps um because it seems like it seems really complicated and maybe even hard to hear if you don't have a trained ear. So that's probably what I would I would go for off the bat. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the one of the most fun things about this process is like getting a couple different masters from a couple different people um, mm. and a couple different sources. Maybe even try it yourself and then sort of compare yeah. them because it's kind of like wine tasting. There there are subtleties that become really important to you the more you listen and like no matter what, it's still your song. Like, it's still your baby, and you want it to be the best that it can be. You know? Totally. And so, like, it can be really fun and rewarding to go through different masters and be like, oh, for some reason, like, this master's really sweetened the song up. And, like, this master, comparatively, just seems, like, cold and, like, contrasting, and it's not right. Yeah. You know? So it, it, it can be fun to, like, sort of hear the difference in certain masters, for sure. Yeah. I feel like for someone like me, it would totally open me up to a new world of, you know, like how you can manipulate the way sound, <laughs> the song sounds, like the tone of the, the song overall, you know, because I don't really know what it's going to sound like to hear a couple different masters. But that's that's cool to hear that from you. I want to try it for sure now. It's true. It's fun. Yeah. And go check out Lander. It's it's very yeah, interesting. Lander. I'm pretty sure it's gotten better over the years. You know, I, now that you say that, I think I used one like in my rock band in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, my guitarist Dustin pulled up something called Mastering Box. I don't know if it's free. I don't even know if that's real. So oh, interesting. Um, I think it was the same kind of idea, just automated mastering. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I remember back in the day, back back when it first came out. Um, I think we tried. It's like most aggressive setting on something, and it was hilarious. It was like, <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I'm I don't think the song was mixed very well, but still, it was fun to like, you you know, let the AI rip it apart. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? Like, can you do really like? Do, does experimental mastering ever turn out something that's good? Like, that could be kind of a fun thing to play with. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some of uh, Tyler the Creator's mastering things are like pretty interesting like they're tyler's hmm. i i think for cherry bomb his mastering engineer like purposefully dirtied up the record in, in a few ways oh wow which is really fun that's usually not the idea at all it's usually want it to be cleaner yeah some grit i love it yeah well well blake that's that was a good talk that was so, a great talk yeah go get your stuff mastered I was just saying, I got to go try that out. But I guess, uh, yeah, everyone should try it out too and send us send us samples to the Toonshed Podcast at gmail.com if you got something. We'd love to uh, 
just listen to it or throw it on the podcast if you're interested. And uh, yeah, I guess until next time, everybody, much love. Bye.